Shut up and sit down. What is up, everybody? Welcome to episode 17 of the STS Guys. I am Jeremy. And wait a minute. The rest of the guys actually aren't here. Um, there's actually a reason for that. Um, basically, we ran into some uh, audio difficulties earlier this week when we were recording the episode uh, because we had actually recorded the episode right after we saw Star Wars, The Last Jedi. Um, so we all went and saw it uh, with the exception of one person. Nate, I'm looking at you. For God's sakes, please go see Star Wars so that way I can actually talk about it in the open and not be mindful of the spoilers that I want to talk about, uh, you know, when I see you on a day-to-day basis. Um, so kind of what we're going to do is we're going to shift uh, perspectives from from SCS guy to SDS guy on kind of what our thoughts were for the movie and then kind of what we wanted to see from the movie. So with Nate... Nate is actually going to kick us off, and he's actually going to talk about what he wants to see from The Last Jedi. Um, it's going to be kind of interesting because with us all having seen it, it's going to be see it's going to be interesting to hear if anything that he wanted to see actually came to fruition or not. So, with that being said, let's go ahead and actually kick it off to Nate as he goes ahead and tells us what he wants to see from Episode Eight, Star Wars: The Last Jedi. Nate, go ahead and take it away and let us know your thoughts on what you want to see from the movie. So I haven't seen um, The Last Jedi, but I'm really excited to see it. I'm actually waiting on some family uh, to come in town for the holidays so I can see it. But uh, I really did enjoy The Force Awakens. Um, You know, I kind of echoed some of the things that people said felt a lot like um, A New Hope. But uh, I don't necessarily think that was a bad thing. I think, um, you know, sometimes familiar is good. Sometimes familiar can be bad, especially if it doesn't feel like it's new. But uh, with The Last Jedi, I was hoping, you know, they could take with The Force Awakens, kind of like the development they made with Rey, the development with Kylo, and kind of show us um, a more fleshed out universe, one that kind of explores those stories, um, you know, explores why Luke is coming back, maybe why he's been in hiding for so long, what happened between him and, and um, Kylo. Um, you know, I really hope they explore those stories um, because that's what I'm really interested in. I've been a big fan of Star Wars for a really long time. So, um, you know, seeing a new Star Wars movie coming out, whether or not, you know, it gets good reviews, it doesn't matter to me. I'm going to go see it because uh, I'm really interested in the story. I've always been interested in the universe. Um, I think they have so much potential as far as this world that they can explore. I mean, there's probably other solar systems, other galaxies. Um, So, you know, whether this continues in the trilogy and you know we we get to see these characters build their stories out i'd love to see just more of the universe in general so i hope the last jedi has some um universe expanding elements to it maybe some new characters some new stories to start developing um you know to kind of see where this goes but i'm really interested to see how ray develops as a jedi it seems like she's got really raw power uh, maybe enough power that's scaring Luke and Kylo noticed it too when they were fighting against each other in The Force Awakens. So I'd love to see how she harnesses that. You know, does she struggle with going dark or is she pure light? Um, you know, is she just a good person? Uh, I think each of these characters has struggled with that in their own way. You know, Luke had his struggles where his father was trying to lure him. Kylo was sort of pushed away from his family. Um, so it turned him to the dark and Ray didn't really have a family, but she always tried to be a good person. So I think it's interesting to see how, you know, they kind of align as far as their powers, you know, are they more Sith-like or are they more Jedi-like? Um, that's what I'm really interested to see. And I hope they explore a lot of that. And I hope Ray gets to learn a lot from Luke about the dangers of the force and, you know, how, she may be really powerful, but she needs to watch out and not go too crazy because, you know, if her power gets out of control, then it can be manipulated. And, um, you know, the Sith will look for that and try to drive her uh, to use her anger. But, you know, also, I hope we get a lot more Captain Phasma. I feel like she was sort of a missed opportunity in The Force Awakens. Um, you know, I'd love to know more about that story. And, you know, traditionally from what we've seen the stormtroopers don't really have a leader so how did this person become a leader was there always a leader to begin with and we just never had to see it you know that's the kind of stuff i want to know um you know poe dameron uh finn i hope they use them a lot and help them build out the story too that was one thing that was so great about the old movies it's such an awesome supporting cast always so many great characters to explore you know it wasn't just always about luke or leia you know han had his own story and then 
you know, um, Chewbacca was a part of that and, you know, what was going on with the rebels. Um, you know, I hope they just kind of build that whole universe, you know, um, I, I'm really excited to see the movie. I'm dying to see it. It's, uh, it's been hard not to go. Uh, but I did tell my family I would wait. So I'm just really excited. Um, you know, from what I've seen from Metacritic, the critics like it a lot more than the people do. Um, you know, it's interesting when you see that because Justice League was kind of different. The critics hated it. The people liked it a lot more. Um, I had mixed feelings about the movies, but overall I, I thought it was good. So I think Star Wars needs to be a personal experience. Nobody should take those reviews and, you know, take that and say, okay, I'm not going to see the movie anymore. If you like Star Wars, you should go see it. Now, Nate, like I said, had some some interesting things to say. And I, I think kind of what he was, was looking for in regards to what we're going to see uh, in the movie, I, I think we actually ended up did, did seeing, like I said, a, a lot of that. And I, I think to, to, to Nate's last point in regards to like in regards to whether you love Star Wars or you, or you hate Star Wars, I think the important thing is, like I said, it's 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 making that individual experience your own. And I and I have to like I said I have to one hundred percent completely agree with Nate in regards to basically you know if you're a Star Wars fan, like I said, we live in an awesome time where we're actually getting new Star Wars movies. So regardless of whether you love the movie or you hate the movie. Uh, just make it that enjoyable experience. And I think Nate is basically taking that mindset to kind of actually having, you know, read, you know, the critics and, and, and the fans kind of go back and forth. He's just taking that in mind when he goes and sees the movie and actually is going to go see it. Number one, you know, said as a fan. All right. Next up on deck, we have Leo. Leo, I said, saw the movie um, the day after that we that we all saw it. And like I said, he offers a, a different perspective on on, uh, on on his take of the movie. So um, I know we're kind of one of the the scenes that that a lot of people had kind of questions in regard to kind of what was happening with uh, with with Princess Leia in the movie, or I'm sorry, General Leia Organa in, in the movie. Uh, like I said, that was uh, that was one scene that that Leo focuses on particular. So take a listen as uh, Leo gives his review and kind of uh, kind of explains uh, his kind of take on that specific scene. I liked um, this new installment. I, I wouldn't say it was my favorite on a scale of one to five. I'd probably give it a three, um, echoing some of the remarks uh, from the audience score on Rotten Tomatoes, which is trending at 56% right now. Um, it felt a little contrived. Uh, I liked some of the nostalgia in it, though. Yoda, of course, making his appearance and his uh, his humor. Luke's humor was, was pretty... Uh, pretty subtle but i liked the i like that it wasn't over the top um but i did like the nostalgic fact that um ray's character didn't really finish her training not unlike luke on um when he was with yoda in um return of the jedi uh and of course you know the whole sith ascension with ben killing his master and then taking his place kind of following the rules of the Sith, I guess you could say. Um, I am interested, though, to see what the next film will bring, seeing as how Ben kind of wanted to keep or let the current state sort of die out. Um, but you know, the whole him Ray conflict. Anyway, I thought it was I thought it was a decent movie. I probably wouldn't think it's my favorite of the Star Wars films. I liked the the conflict between Luke and Ben's story though of how Ben became Kylo Ren. Of course, you know, that's not without saying that Kylo isn't his little temper tantrum self as we saw in that elevator scene where he's smashing his helmet to bits. Um I liked Carrie Fisher or uh, Leia's role. I thought when uh the bridge was torpedoed that was the last we'd see of her, um, seeing as how she passed away during um before you know the movie was released but um her little horse powers was kind of was kind of cool to see she kind you know brings herself back um and then the end i actually didn't expect that i thought that luke was this huge like super master jedi and was able to withstand all those blasters and then turns out he's doing the whole uh um the whole ghost thing which interestingly enough so as i'm sitting there i'm watching it and I thought for sure Kylo Ren would strike him down out of anger and he would do the Obi-Wan ghost thing. And I mean, turn, of course he did afterwards, but that gives rise to the the thought is, uh, was Obi-Wan even really there in A New Hope when he did the whole his ghost thing? You know, 
Vader didn't really strike him down. Obi-Wan just sort of disappeared. So, I don't know. It'll be interesting to see what the next film brings. Was it my favorite one? But um, it's Star Wars, so you can't not like it. All right, thanks, Leo, for that uh, for that synopsis and for that specific rating. So I think Leo is probably the the lowest score um, as far as everybody has as concerned. So um, you'll you'll kind of hear people kind of give scores uh, throughout their kind of review of of the actual film itself. And so I think three was probably the, the lowest score that this film had scored. Not that I said that. Not that it was necessarily a, a bad movie. It just in regards to the the overall feel of the movie from from the person who viewed it. So, um, thanks, Leo, for for giving us that synopsis and kind of uh, kind of your feelings and kind of what you want to look forward to in Episode Nine. And like I said the like I said that 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 specific scene, especially with General Organa, um, and like I said, being you know that that coming back to that life aspect. So, um, like I said it's very very interesting. I think that's a that's a scene that not a lot of people expected, especially once they kind of like saw her float on, out into space, especially with uh, Carrie Fisher's passing you know, over the past year. So it's, it's it was one of those things where I know the, the rest of the audience was kind of figuring out what kind of what was actually going to happen uh, and what kind of what, how they were going to play that that death uh her real life death in the movie just because like i said they can't carry her on into the next episode so uh we have leo that gave us his synopsis so next up on deck we have larry so larry basically goes into some, some details and so larry i think came out with a new favorite character uh, uh throughout this uh movie um by the name of poe dameron uh so i uh, take uh, take a look sit back relax and, and listen to Larry's synopsis and, and, and his overall kind of review of the film and then kind of uh, his uh, thoughts on the new and improved Poe Dameron take it away Larry hey guys it's Larry and I'm here today to talk to you about a little movie called Star Wars The Last Jedi um, I've actually seen it twice already um, saw it Thursday night when it first came out and then saw it again on Saturday um, so I've had some time to think about what I really liked and what I didn't like and you know what um, I really enjoyed this movie, um, more than just liked it. Uh, you know, I, I think I thoroughly enjoyed the experience, especially the first time. Um, I found myself smiling throughout it a few times. There were a few, uh, uh, kind of fan happy moments, like, uh, when R2D2 plays the Princess Leia, help me Obi-Wan Kenobi, you're my only hope, uh, hologram for, for Luke. Uh, that was pretty awesome. Um, when Yoda showed up, uh, that was great too. Um, you know, it was just kind of a funny movie overall. Um, a lot of jokes. It, it, it was different, um, but it still felt like a Star Wars movie. Uh, and I really like that aspect of it. Um, so I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start off by talking about some of the stuff I liked, and then we'll kind of jump into some of the issues that I had. Um, I want to say the character-wise, uh, Poe Dameron jumped up to probably my favorite character out of the major three right out of uh out of poe ray and finn uh in force awakens poe was probably my least favorite and from even from that first opening scene in the last jedi uh like poe is pretty awesome um he's a really complex character it gave more light to him um, to, to explain more about what he's about. Yeah, he's got some flaws and all that, but um, I think one of the major themes in The Last Jedi was Poe becoming a better leader and learning from his mistakes, right? That's kind of a lot of uh, what Last Jedi was even about, was just learning from your mistakes. Um, so yeah, I really liked him. I really liked his interactions with uh, his BB-8 droid. Um, BB-8 is totally awesome, uh, <laughs> right he was pretty cool in uh the force awakens but in this movie he is super awesome um he's shooting bad guys with coins that that leprechaun guy threw into him in the casino scene um by the way that was probably my entire favorite favorite scene in that entire movie um was when that little leprechaun alien guy was shoving his coins into bb-8 when he thought he was a slot machine and then for bb-8 to turn around and use those to uh to fight those officers or whatever they were. Um, brilliant. Uh, it was super awesome. Um, again, so BB-8, probably my favorite character. Uh, also cannot talk about BB-8 without mentioning how uh, he kind of saved the day for Finn and Rose when he was piloting or, or driving that ATST. Um, that was super cool too, right? Like, hey, somebody's saving the day. Who could it be? Oh, it's the droid. 
Um, super clever, super smart, super funny, super awesome. Um, so yeah, BB-8 was awesome. Equally as awesome with far less screen time was BB-9E or, uh, the, you know, the black BB droid, BB-8. Uh, he made a, just a brief appearance, but somehow he's quite menacing as he's staring down the heroes with his, uh, single red eye thing. Um, that was pretty awesome. I think everybody was pretty nervous about the Porgs. Um, I love the Porgs. They were kind, like, they were in almost every scene on the island with Luke and Ray. Uh, anywhere you could kind of squeeze in a porg off in, in the distance, they were there. They were on the Falcon. They were nesting on the Falcon. Um, but, like, they were cute. They were adorable. They were pretty great. I was at Target today. I bought a Funko Porg plush because, you know what? I love porgs. Porgapalooza at my house, guys. Porgapalooza. Um, equally as awesome were those crystal wolves at the end um, on that rebel base planet that I have no idea what it was called. Um, but yeah, those crystal wolf, ice wolf, bunny baby thingies uh, were pretty, pretty rad too. Um, they actually played a pretty important role in the story. They weren't just like this background character that you showed for two seconds in the trailer, like I kind of thought they would be. Um, but they were, they were pretty cool, pretty awesome. Another creature that was great. Um, speaking of creatures, that whole casino scene, um, kind of when it was when Finn and uh, Rose first arrived, and the camera just pans in on that casino floor, and there's all those creatures that like my eyes couldn't even keep up with to see everything that's going on. So I uh, can't wait to learn more about them. Can't wait to maybe see some pops of those kind of guys, right? Uh, especially again that little leprechaun guy who is feeding coins into the BB-8. Um, need a pop of that dude right away, Funko, please. Um, so yeah, a lot to like. Like I said, I really enjoyed it. Um, but yeah, I had some issues too, right? It wasn't the perfect movie. Um, I'd say that it, one of the things that kind of felt weird, which isn't any anyone on the production side's fault, was kind of that uh, feeling of, hey, so when's Princess Leia going to die? Um, I felt like that was kind of hanging over the whole movie, right? Every time Leia's on the screen um, at one point, uh right uh kylo was about to shoot his uh shoot his mom's ship but he realized he could feel her there so he, he took his finger off the trigger but then uh, a couple of his bad guy buddies swooped in and took care of uh, that business for her and got leia shot out into space They're like oh leia died nope nope just kidding leia's gonna superman force walk back into the, the ship and be just fine um, but like that whole scene, you're like, oh, there it is. She's done. And then kind of near the end when they're in the skate pods and the bad guys are shooting down all the skate pods and you're like, oh, Leia's in that one with Poe. Are they both going to die? Like, I feel like that whole, the whole movie, um, kind of like, uh, what was it? Fast and the Furious 7 after Paul Walker died. Uh, that entire thing, I'm just sitting there thinking, okay, when's Paul Walker going to die? When's Paul Walker going to die? Totally had this for, uh. The Last Jedi 2. It's like, when's Carrie Fisher going to die? When's Carrie Fisher going to die? And you know what? Surprise, surprise, she doesn't. She makes it out alive at the end. Um, so no clue how they're going to wrap that up. Um, but yeah, again, not the production's fault or anything like that. It's just one of those unfortunate circumstances that you have to deal with when an actress or actor dies. Um, but I just, you know, I was just thinking about it the entire movie. You can't help it. Um Speaking of deaths, uh, I think one of the weakest points in The Last Jedi was the deaths of, like, Snoke and Captain Phasma, um, right? They built up Snoke as this big, bad, evil guy who we get to see on the screen a little bit. He's pretty awesome. He's throwing Ray around like a ragdoll, and then Kylo just chops him right in half. Awesome scene, awesome death, but man, I, I wanted to know more about Snoke. I thought episode nine right he's gonna be the good guys and ray against snoke in an all-out battle but no that's not gonna happen now um kind of speaking about episode nine i have no idea where that's gonna go um that's pretty big question mark in my head right now um also disappointed that captain phasma met her untimely end um that again the fight scene between her and finn was awesome but now she's just kind of gone um we still have Kylo Ren, we still have Hux, and all the other First Order, you know, noobs who, who don't really do anything. Um, so it'd be interesting to see how that all shakes out. But yeah, the, those villain deaths, um, while the scenes were good, I just thought we'd get a little bit more out of them. But, you know, we'll, we'll see. Uh, 
it's still got some, you know, still got some story to explain in episode nine. I'm sure it'll all work out, but uh, not sure exactly where it's going to go because of that horrible ending. Um, this is act two in a trilogy, right? And if all those Shakespeare classes I took in high school and well, college taught me anything is that act two's you know, we, we need our heroes in peril. I know they didn't want to copy Empire Strikes Back exactly. Fine, whatever. But you know what? Everything wrapped up way, way too nicely for me. This is my major, major issue with The Last Jedi is it all wrapped up way too nicely. Yeah, there were some deaths. You know, we talked about Snoke and, and Phasma. Yeah, Luke died. That was kind of shocking and sad. But you know what? It the, the the resistance the rebels whatever they want to call themselves now they made it out on the falcon they're gonna live to see another day all of the hero heroes you know poe ray finn even rose they, they all made it out just fine even even princess leia survived right like there there was no the little bit of sadness with luke but you know what they weren't even sad they were they're like you know what it's okay that luke died and it's like, yeah yeah it's okay um, wasn't expecting that, but, um, I would have liked to see some type of peril. I would like to see some type of cliffhanger. Um, my entire life that I've been alive, Return of the Jedi has been around. Um, but when Empire Strikes Back came out, right, we got tons, there was tons of cliffhangers and I know the audience was just waiting, waiting, waiting for Return of the Jedi to come out to find out more, right? They just figured out that Darth Vader is Luke's father, um, Hans frozen in carbonite. What are, you know, what are the rebels? What are the good guys going to do? Like they just were in so much peril and for the last Jedi, it just wrapped up way too nicely. So like, while it was a really good movie and I really enjoyed it, like I kind of wanted that cliffhanger, like, Oh my God, I can't wait to see episode nine. And like, I'm, I'm looking forward to episode nine, but I don't have that urgency that I would have wanted to have. Um, that's again, that's for me, like a really good movie, but it that's the biggest disappointment was I needed some type of cliffhanger ending and I didn't get it at all um but yeah so we usually rank everything right out of five stars i would give the last jedi a solid four out of five stars uh again great movie uh you know what i haven't thought about it too much but i'm gonna go ahead and say it's probably my favorite movie of 2017 um way better than thor ragnarok way better than gardens galaxy 2 up there with uh spider-man homecoming but you know what uh, Spider-Man Homecoming, they spoiled way too much in the trailer, and Last Jedi, they didn't really tell us too much, right? Everything I thought that was going to happen didn't, and because of that, Last Jedi, favorite movie of 2017, hands down. If you haven't seen it, I don't know why you're listening to a spoiler-heavy review, but go see it right away. If you've only seen it once, dude, go see it again. Um, if you love Star Wars, which you probably do if you're listening to this, you need to go check out our Super Mega Star Wars prize pack giveaway. Um, did he say Super Mega Star Wars Prize Pack Giveaway? I think he said Super Mega Star Wars Prize Pack Giveaway. I did say Super Mega Star Wars Prize Pack Giveaway. Um, go to our YouTube channel. Check out the details on that. You can win some really awesome Star Wars comic books. A few Funko Pops, including the uh, Chase Porg with his mouth, mouth open that everyone's going to want now that they've actually seen the Porgs. So go do yourself a favor. Enter our contest. Try to win that sucker for free. Um... I'm talking way too much. This is starting to get weird. All right, somebody else talk. All right, Larry, thanks for that, uh, providing that review of the film. I think, like I said, exactly kind of what you were saying. Uh, like I said, Poe Dameron actually became one of one of my favorite characters, and it actually just happened, you know, with that that opening scene uh, with you know Poe, you know, facing down the actual like dreadnought uh, starship. So it's one of those things where. You see, you know, this against all odds, like sort of one small fighter against this, you know, gigantic ship. And then, like I said, and then insert, I think that was the perfect place to actually insert a, a little comedy into the the Star Wars universe as well. Like so there's been, been a, a little comedy throughout, you know, sprinkled throughout, you know, some of the past movies. Um, but nothing, you know, that actually kind of actually made me smile, actually made me laugh uh, the way that this film actually did. 
And so that, that opening scene specifically with Hux and, and Podamron and, and that dialogue back and forth, like I said, that was, it was genuinely an enjoyable moment just because, like I said, it, it made you uh, as an audience member, you know, kind of sit back, relax and kind of chuckle a little bit, but then also, you know, be ready to kind of enjoy the adventure just because like I said, you're, you're, you're kicking off into a brand new Star Wars film and you're kind of anxious to kind of see where this is actually headed. So Thank you again for that review. I think uh, some of the things that you didn't like, um, I think Leo actually commented on those, that those were actually some of his favorite parts of the movie in regards to the the, the Leia scene. Uh, I, I'm kind of with you on this one, um, just because, like I said, I think it was maybe a, a little bit forced uh, just because of the, the circumstances uh, surrounding her her actual real-life death in regards to kind of those, those un seen force powers that that she had magically had uh you know that just kind of came out of nowhere i, I felt that was a little forced i i felt that they could have done some some different things there uh, in regards to you know just kind of transitioning her character out uh, i i think you know you brought up you know specifically you know fast and the furious you know in the with uh, paul walker and, and his passing i i think the way that specifically the end um the way they kind of ended that with him just kind of driving off into the sunset like i said and then you just it just kind of it's a nice wrap up and nice tie uh you know to that specific character story arc so i think they could have done you know something similar in regards to like hey you know what there's a different faction of of the rebellion or of the resistance that leia has to actually go and take control of and and that's where kind of her story ends is basically her on like i said a, a star cruiser that goes away and, and and goes and tells her you know and leads this new group of resistance fighters just because now poe as the developed leader can lead this current group uh, of resistance fighters so we we heard from leo we've heard from nate uh we've heard from larry uh now it's actually time to hear from scott so scott uh me and scott actually saw the film together and so like so we saw so we were actually sitting side by side and there was a couple moments uh, that we kind of looked at each other like hey you know what is going on uh specifically with a a special little creature uh that was on uh, the island that had a pair of boobs. So if you haven't seen the movie, um, you'll know as soon as you see, uh, you know, as soon as you see it, you'll know exactly what we're talking about. You'll know exactly where green milk comes from. Um, for now, let's go ahead and take it, uh, kick it to Scott. So that way he can give you his synopsis of the film. All right. The first thing that I have to say about this movie is the, the I absolutely loved the last Jedi. Um, it is definitely one of the the best Star Wars movies uh, that we've gotten so far. Um, would it be in my top uh, like top spot for the the movies? No. Um, yeah, I think uh, there's a battle between uh, Return of the Jedi and Empire Strikes Back for that. But this would definitely be around uh, you know my number three spot here. I mean, it it may change. Obviously, uh, we, we just saw the movie and I still haven't had time to really digest it. But going into the you know the movie again, uh, you know, it, I would watch this movie over and over again. It is phenomenal. The other thing I will have to say about this is, thank God we actually got some some real lightsaber battles in this one versus what we had in, in some of the other movies. Um, you know, the the prequels were so obsessed with them doing all these flips and jumps and weird spinny moves and things like that and, and in this one you have more of uh kind of like a, a real like fight back and forth like i mean for god's sakes they somebody finally turned off the lightsaber switched hands and turned it back on or, or you know when you have the uh kylo ren uh you know at the the end that you know, turns it on and blasts the dude through the head like I have been waiting for that for a Star Wars movie or TV show for so long, and they finally did it in this movie. Um, it, it just, it literally made me giggle in my seat when they finally did that. Uh, it was great. Um, so, uh, get started. Let's uh, go over some of the things that I, I just, I really liked about the movie. Um, I love the whole feel of it. You had a couple different uh, storylines that were going on at the same time. So you had kind of the, um, the, the you know, we'll say the throwback samurai movie with uh, Rey and Luke Skywalker trying to get trained and, and that whole storyline. You had this kind of like 
drama storyline of what's going to happen with all the people on the cruiser that's getting attacked. And then you kind of have a, I mean, somehow we talked about a good heist movie in one of our, our prior episodes. And lo and behold, they have this whole casino kind of heist things that, uh, you know, I never expected to get out of a, a Star Wars movie. You know, for God's sakes, they, they have a freaking, you know, where they have to go to a casino and like find a guy with a, a certain lapel pin. Like, it's awesome. Uh, other good thing is, uh, even though they were pretty prominent in the movie and they were kind of everywhere, um, the the Porks did not become the new Ewoks for me. Uh, you know, they didn't have this whole like thing. I thought they were going to have more of a kind of a starring role and they were going to have some something to do with any sort of the action. But uh, they really just were there as kind of cute things in the background. They had you know a couple of funny scenes with with Chewbacca and. Uh, that scene where uh, he's eating the one porg and the other ones are just staring at him in awe um, was was actually really, really funny. So it was good to, to see that they didn't become my worst fear. Um, the the end scene with Luke, too, was, was great. It, it definitely threw us. I know Jeremy and I both question when Luke shows up and, and the first thing he does, he turns on his lightsaber and, you know, Jeremy turns to me and is like, why does he have a blue lightsaber again? That one just got destroyed like a few minutes beforehand. Um, and so, we, you know, we were trying to figure it out the whole time. Like, how the hell did he get that blue one back? Is that Obi-Wan's or did he build more when he was on the island? Like, what's going on? And, you know, kind of lo and behold, it's that force projection. So it answered our own question. And, and that whole end scene with him kind of projecting himself across the galaxy was probably the coolest thing they could have done to, to end that film. You know, like it just shows Luke is still the, you know, the master here and, uh, you know, uses a force projection to uh, to trick Kylo Ren. And, and we did get to see some new, you know, kind of force powers with that, you know, like I said, the, the force projection or in this movie, uh, you know, we had Snoke bridging uh, Kylo Ren and Rey's mind to kind of mess with Kylo Ren and, and kind of bring an end to everything. So it was it was really, really good. Um. That is to say that there weren't a few things that I didn't like about the movie. There were a few things that, that I noticed. Uh, the first thing I have to talk about is uh, the the little cow seal, elephant seal thing that's on the beach with the human boobs in their crotch. Like, and, you know, Luke goes up and milks the thing for, like, the, the green milk thing. Like, that was a little odd for me. It seemed really out of place. Um, and it was just like... It just was weird. Um, I, I think a lot of people might think it's it's cute or whatever, but that that was to me that was just flat out weird to have. It was just like this weird scene uh, that seemed a little bit out of place in the movie and just made me go, "What the fuck?" Audibly in the theater. Um, the other thing about it too is there's a couple of uh, places. Uh, some parts with that little sea cow creature were, were one of them, but especially in the casino where they had. Uh, you know, the, a great use of visual or of like practical effects in this movie, and they definitely used a lot of great puppetry. Like, I mean, Yoda comes back, and you know, it's that original puppet from Return of the Jedi, which is which is awesome. But there were a few scenes where you could clearly tell, and it really stood out in the scene. You know, with a lot of busy things, really great effects, and then this one or two puppets that are in there that are kind of moving. You're like, that is definitely a puppet. And it, it's not a huge complaint, but it's just something that, that I definitely, I noticed immediately, which it definitely needs to be called to attention. Uh, I, I think the other issue I had, and I know Jeremy and Larry probably don't feel the same, uh, but for me, uh, this just seemed like the movie seemed a little bit too long. Uh, yeah, like I, I think that you know, there's probably about you know 20 minutes or so that they probably could have cut out of this, uh, and still kind of kept the same same story long. I know that there was uh, each of the different little elements had kind of a growing, uh, you know, story arc or something like that for one of the characters, but there was some of it like the the heist storyline. I think could have definitely been shortened. I mean, it was 
this whole story of them going around trying to find this guy. They get arrested, and lo and behold, that guy is in a, a guy that they need. I guess I don't know if it's the, he is actually the the one that they were looking for, or if he's just kind of a convenient side character. Just happens to be in the jail with them. Uh, so it was just kind of a, a convenience thing, and like. If that's the the case, like they could have just gone and got him, and and that one of that whole sections or a big chunk of that's that storyline could have been and been brought out and still kind of had that same effect or or been shortened at least to have that that effect because it was it was getting long. And I know that you know when Larry and I talked about this, he you know had said specifically that he thought it was just the right length. I, I was still leaning on maybe a little bit uh, a little bit too long, so they they could have cut some of that stuff out. Um, one comment I have, and this is not a negative to the movie, but it is something that I, I did love, uh, or, or kind of had thought it was great is that it's Poe Dameron's kind of, of storyline where he doesn't have this like ability to kind of pre-think and, you know, they, they've called it out at the beginning of the movie that, you know, he's going to do that little bombing run. He succeeds but kill like a lot of people end up dying because of it and it he continues to to show that behavior through this the the story even though he's really himself trying to change you know you have him sending uh finn and rose off to go find this code breaker to to stop them and let them go into hyperspace whereas you know the new commander that that takes over after leia um is out you know is, is knocked unconscious or whatever uh, she has a sto- this this plan, and he continually asks her what her plan is, and she won't tell him. And it's one of these things where you're like, that the whole storyline could have been avoided had these two egomaniacs just kind of sat down and actually talked to each other. You know, so it's kind of one of those things where I love a movie that had one simple change could change the entire outcome or, or could prevent anything from happening. This is definitely one of those where you have, you know, had somebody just got their head out of their ass basically um and really thought about it or or kind of everyone sat down and talked that could have all been resolved uh the the last thing i'll kind of bring up and it's not a a positive or negative but it's kind of a weird thing for me is uh when the hell did leia um learn how to use the force to that extent i know that she could like feel stuff in return of the jedi and knew kind of like oh luke's okay or luke's safe or he's my brother like she had an idea of all these things but in this one she flat out is like trapped in space uses a force to pull herself back into the ship like that to me is like wait when the fuck did we get ice cream like when did she gain that amount of power um it's really sucks that Carrie Fisher died, so we don't get to see kind of, you know, maybe a future for that character, but at least we have, um, you know, a little hint that, hey, she's got some, she does have some power, and even with with Luke gone, you know, we still have somebody that, that at least kind of understands some of the Force to be able to, to kind of guide Ray a little bit. Um, future-wise, I am really, really, really hoping that we do get to see uh, Luke come back as a force ghost kind of to be that teacher to ray um it would be really cool to see that you know he finally gets to kind of fulfill his kind of teacherly duties like you know all the the teachers kind of die in the movies and come back as as kind of force ghosts to guide people when they need it most so uh it's going to be really cool in that future movie to see uh you know luke come back as that that force ghost to uh to talk with ray or to to kind of help guide everybody and be that guiding light so it's going to be really cool um the weird thing is i don't know where the new movie is going to go which direction it's going to go this one wrapped up to a point where there's not a lot of real outstanding you know storylines or any big spoiler like you know they they tried to not be empire so there was no major spoilers at the end uh, the movie, or at least things that you couldn't foresee happening, at least somewhat. Um, so, going forward, I don't know. You know, you have you know Kylo Ren coming off as the yeah uh, the the supreme leader. You have Hux being the this general little douchebag that he is, and you don't know what what's kind of the dynamic between those guys going to be. And then you have uh, you know the main storyline, which is 
you know, at this point, the best guess I can have is going to be at some point Kylo Ren versus Rey. You know, I, I would love for Hux to step up to be kind of the bad guy and for Rey to take out Kylo Ren kind of early. I think that would be a great way to change kind of the dynamic of it, not have it be Jedi versus Sith kind of at the end, have it, you know, that that be the first half of the movie, but then the second half is actually just, you know, them completely taking out the, uh, the new order and, and getting rid of all that. Um, but uh, again, I have no idea at what point is this going to, to go on or how, how this is going to work. So I, I'm very excited for the upcoming movie. This one gets, you know, kind of the motor running for more Star Wars stories. And, and with the way this is going, you know, with everything, I, the Rian Johnson's new uh, trilogy that he has, it makes me really excited for, for what he can do with that and to, to be able to bring that in. So overall... Um, yeah, I think originally when I first got out of the movie, I think uh, score-wise, I was saying I was going to give it a 4.5 out of out of five because I, I love those you know the half scores or whatever they you know every guys make fun of me every time. But um, after you know having a little bit of time about a day to process it here, uh, I'm going to change that around. There was a couple things like I said, the the length and a few things that that I didn't like. Uh, I'm going to put this one at a four out of five for my score. All right, thanks, Scott, for for your review. Like I said, I said me and you had had talked about this specifically, just because like I said we actually saw the movie together in regards to kind of our overall feelings, and, and we had like I said, a, you know, close ratings overall. Uh, I I think he you know, said you had downgraded your rating, you know, to a little bit to a four out of five. Uh, he said I had actually so you had downgraded yours from a four point five to a four. Uh, I had actually upgraded my rating from a three point five to a four. So we actually now have uh, our overall rating. Of film exactly the same um so what scott was saying in regards to some of the different things with the movie like i said those were some of my favorite aspects of the film as well like so for example when when they brought back yoda like i said it wasn't some you know great cgi yoda it was the actual like practical effects puppet yoda uh you also had some of those practical effects in puppet you know puppets that are actually in uh, that casino scene as well. And I think that basically gives credit to the overall movie in regards to like, hey, you can actually have a, a decent overall movie without having, you know, to overdo it with all the CGI and special effects. Sometimes, as I said, those practical special effects actually, you know, have a, a deeper meaning and, and are, are more connected with fans. Like, that's something I said I noticed specifically right away. Like I said, and you could have, like I said, the little CGI scenes as well. Like, so for example, you had that scene in the movie where, like I said, there was that little leprechaun guy that was actually putting the coins into BB 8. Um, like he was a slot machine and, you know, Larry had mentioned that earlier, uh, in, in his review, honestly, that, that was probably one of my favorite scenes of the entire movie, just because like I said, you had like this little leprechaun guy that's basically pre- pretending that, that BB eight is actually a, a slot machine. So, uh, I said, it just played very well with the movie in regards to the humor, but like I said, but like I said, it's a, it's a good use of CGI where you didn't have to basically overuse CGI. So, um, Awesome review of the, of the film, Scott. Like I said, I think um, kind of to your point as well. Like I said, this this whole film is uh, is a synopsis of basically what it means to fail. And like I said, I think that is basically the, the core value of this entire film in regards to you know the evolution of some of the characters and the, and the development of those characters is you know what let's go ahead and and show how these characters fail and how that failure actually ends up making them stronger characters to to begin with. Um, so now kind of this gives you, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you kind of um, my kind of likes of the movie and, and dislikes of the movie to kind of, to kind of wrap us out. Um, so I kind of like to echo kind of what, what all the guys said. Like I said, I, I really enjoyed this film. It was very enjoyable. Like I said, I liked the, the fact that like I said, we actually have introduced, you know, some, some slight comedy in, into a, a Star Wars film. I think it played very well. Like I said, I think the audience reacted really well to it. And I think it's something that, that played really well, you know, to all the facts of the audience. Um, like I said that opening scene with, with Poe and Hux, like I said, and just their banter back and forth. Like I said, that, that was classic. It's something that, that I will actually continue to remember, uh, throughout, you know, my entire view of every single Star Wars film. I'll actually remember that scene specifically just because of that exchange of dialogue. And let's talk about the Porgs. Like I said, there's, like I said, Larry said it the best. Like I said, Porgapalooza. I loved the Porgs. 
Um, like I said, that, that scene specifically, like I said, in, in the very first time we kind of interact with the Porgs, you know, Chewbacca is, is sitting next to the Millennium Falcon and, and he has that, that roasted Porg. And then the, I said, the other Porgs are just kind of looking off, you know, kind of looking at him with the you know, endearing eyes and emotion just to kind of see what, what he's going to do. And is he actually going to eat this Porg? Is he not going to eat this Porg? I, I think that was basically an element of comedy of the film where, like I said, it, it introduced, like I said, these characters that have no dialogue whatsoever, but like I said, but they actually, you know, expressed emotion and you could tell kind of what kind of they, they were, you know, just through like I said, their, their emotion in their eyes. And I think it wasn't overplayed. And I think that was what a lot of people were really nervous about is that, you know, how, uh, how are they going to use the porks? Is it going to be an overplayed, you know, kind of aspect of the movie? And like I said, they were, you know, sprinkled throughout the movie, but it by, by no means was, like I said, overplayed into the fact of, like I said, it was, it was kind of beaten to your head and they said hey you know porgs are a thing you know these are the new ewoks no it, it wasn't that at all like i said it was just an element of the film that basically every time you saw them like I said, it, it kind of made you laugh because they were always in kind of a, a a different type of situation the one thing that i i kind of wish that i saw from this film and i think um i think that some of the guys also said this as well was like i said i wanted to see kind of some of the backstory uh, of Snoke, like I said, the Force Awakens built up Snoke to be like this. Said, hey, you know what? This is going to be the overarching bad guy of this entire trilogy. Um, and I think I read someplace like I said through Force Awakens and also Last Jedi. I think Snoke has a total of ten minutes of screen time. Um, so basically, this entire this entire big baddie of the of the Star Wars universe has such little screen time and then you don't get to know the, the backstory uh, of it whatsoever. So um, I kind of want to know what Snoke's backstory was, but like I said, that's, it's kind of unfortunate that we'll never find that out. So I'm hoping maybe, like I said, maybe on the, when they release the, the Blu-ray, maybe that'll be a special feature. It'll actually kind of explore some of the history and, and, and depth of, of the Snoke character, because I think there, there's a lot of story to tell there. Um, kind of regards into that same scene though, is that we saw some new lightsaber fight Fighting techniques that that we've never seen before, and like I said, basically people turning off the lightsaber and turning on the lightsaber and and changing hands and and, and doing some different things that we've we've never seen that we've always wanted to see as fans uh, in in the Star Wars universe. So that that basically that lightsaber battle where you know Ray and, and and Kylo kind of teamed up to kind of take out the Praetorian guards. Like I said those that scene was was amazing, and I think that was just enough lightsaber scene that I needed. Um, like I said I was it's kind of looking back originally saying hey maybe i wanted a, a little bit more but kind of looking back at it and kind of reflecting back on it after i've seen it you know you know originally i think that you know it, it was the perfect amount and it, and, it, and it told the story really well um so like overall like i said i i gave this movie like i said and i said originally i gave it a three and a half out of five i kind of after kind of sitting on it for a while and kind of like talking about it with the guys and 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 looking at it overall i said i've actually upgraded my rating uh to a four out of five it's definitely a movie you should you know you should definitely go see like i said it's the best movie of 2017 i said is it the best star wars movie probably not like i said empire strikes back is still probably my my number one favorite star wars movie i said but this is like i said this is at least in the top three, if not the, the, the second. Like I said, I don't know. It's kind of like weighing back and forth between Return of the Jedi and Last Jedi. It's it, one of those two is, is going to be my number two, but it's, it's definitely in my top three. So that brings us to the end of this week's episode of the STS, guys. Um, like I said, it was a, a little bit different episode. Um, so we'll all be back together uh, next week when we bring you our A Very STS Guys uh, super mega Christmas special. Uh, we'll actually be playing some trivia where we'll actually be giving away some prizes to the audience as well. So be sure to listen to that episode just because I said there, there are, there are going to be some giveaways on there. Um, like I said, we had the video out, so make sure you uh, had watched that video to kind of figure out how you had entered that contest. Um, we also have, um, our super mega Star Wars prize pack giveaway. Uh, you heard Larry kind of say that a couple times with our with our super mega uh, Star Wars prize pack giveaway kind of thing that we do. Uh, so there is a day and a half left to enter that uh, as of today. Uh, this is the recording of this podcast. Uh, so be sure to enter that. To enter that, uh, you just go to stsguys.fun. Uh, and then there you'll just basically there's a, a many different ways to enter. There's You can basically be a subscriber. You can visit our Facebook page. You can go to our website. You can follow us on Instagram. 
program. Like I said, there's multitudes of ways you can actually get entries in there. So to just be sure, you know, to, to get those last minute entries in, uh, because we will be drawing uh, the winner very, very soon for that super mega Star Wars prize pack giveaway. Um, for that, uh, make sure to uh, check us out on uh, Facebook at STS guys or on Instagram at STS guys. Um, you can also check us out uh, on our website, uh, stsguys.com. Like I said, we recently revamped that. So be sure to check that out. Uh, and then also to make sure to stay up to date with the latest videos, uh, just navigate to stsguys.online. That'll actually take you directly to our YouTube page. Um, we're con- uh, consistently posting content there. So that's the best way to keep updated in regards to what's going on uh, with the STS guys. So, so we have uh, a lot of new unboxings. Uh, Nate has definitely brought in a different element of the unboxing specifically with his Mezco figures. So make sure to continue to check those out uh, he's dropped a couple of recently one with the deadpool and one with the red skull like i said very very cool unboxings uh from mezco like i said it's very kind of interesting to kind of see those and the in the accessories that those come with so be sure to check those out um, we'll be dropping some more videos here shortly um you'll probably see uh, a, a couple days uh kind of with here the holidays coming up where, where we might uh, skip a day or two with uh with some of the posts uh, but be sure that so we will be back after the holidays full-fledged and, and have a lot of new and exciting content for you um for now this is jeremy from the sts guys signing out have a good night everyone